This is HPR episode 2210 entitled On Freedom of Speech and Censorship. It is posted by M1RR05H4D35 and is about 22 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Reflections on Freedom of Speech. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. liberty means anything at all. It means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. George Orwell. Censorship ends in logical completeness when nobody is allowed to read any books except the books that nobody reads. George Bernard Shaw. Hello world. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. I'm Mirror Shades and today we're talking about freedom of speech and censorship. So, I don't think I really have to tell you what these two things are. They're obviously different, but they are related. Um, So, uh, recently, by the time you're hearing this, it was probably several weeks ago, there was an episode of HPR that uh, caused a little bit of controversy. And that's okay. Um, It's not a good thing, not a bad thing, whatever. Uh, it, It did inspire me to create this episode uh this is i want to make this really clear this is not any sort of rebuttal or response to that episode of in any way uh it just the the episode got me thinking about things i hadn't really thought about in in a long time not that i never thought about them but they haven't been an issue in a long time um Freedom of speech and censorship is one of those things that the internet has kind of eliminated in some respects. I, I know there's a lot of areas there, uh, the Great Firewall of China and what all. But for me, personally, it's a, you know, I get on the internet sometimes and, and people constantly just jump on and start ranting. And you see this all over the place. So it's one of those things that uh, I just don't think about anymore. It used to be a bigger deal, um, particularly when I was younger. Um, in 1990, I entered my teen years. And at that time, there was much ado in the media about freedom of speech and censorship. For example... Uh, well, actually, in the 1980s, there were a lot of heavy metal bands being brought on trial, uh, and that kind of continued because in the late 80s and early 90s, some of the glam rock um, hair bands, whatever you want to call them, um, as well as some of the better known, uh, like uh, Ozzy, Twisted Sister, 
Uh, there was a couple others that were brought on trial with all kinds of ridiculous um, accusations. Um, but in the early 1990s, late 80s, early 90s, there were new genres of metal coming out, and heavy metal being my first love when it came to music. Um, th- there was bands coming out of the woodwork playing, you know, stuff like death metal. Uh, there were black metal bands coming out of Norway and Sweden. Um, and that stuff was all new, and that caused some controversy. Uh, video games had gotten a little more edgier. Uh, Mortal Kombat came out in the early 90s, and that caused uh, a big uproar um, because it was violent, because there was blood in the game, because there were finishing moves. Um, if you're outside the U.S., I don't know if you'll remember there was a show here in the U.S. aired on MTV called Beavis and Butthead about the misadventures of two idiot slackers. And uh, the show was kind of stupid. It was It was just, you know belly laughs it was just funny and stupid but uh it really wasn't meant for kids um but there was an incident where uh a kid who had been allowed to watch beavis and butthead uh burned his home down and it killed his sibling and when the authorities arrived he was standing out front laughing like beavis and butthead and the even back then as a young kid that struck me not as uh the content creator is not at fault there you know it's that's not mike judge's fault that's not the fault of the show beavis and butthead that's not mtv's fault that's bad parenting plain and simple that is bad parenting why did you let your nine or ten year old kid or whatever he was watch a show like beavis and butthead for hours on end because you're a bad parent but and and in a lot of these cases that that's exactly what it was uh, even today this is a relevant argument because people are are uh, complaining about video games all the time um you know there's a reason why this these um ratings came out of all that uh, if a game says it's mature you know you don't buy it for your 9 year old kid uh if you if you're taking your 9 or 10 year old kid to the store and buying them the latest version of Grand Theft Auto that that's your bad parent i'm sorry uh, you know, if you're okay with that, that's fine. It's none of my business. But, you know, when stuff like this happens, you have no one to blame but yourself. You can't blame the the video game. You can't blame the creators of the video game or the show or whatever. It's on you. And uh, that whole redirection of responsibility always bothered me. And it's something I carried with me even to today. And... uh I want to talk specifically. There was a there was a band that started in I want to say it was the late '80s. I think their first album came out in like '87 or '88. Um, and the name of this band is Cannibal Corpse. And as you can imagine, that was very controversial at the time. They're still around, by the way. Uh, I don't know how many original members are left, but they are still around. But um, the name of the band was controversial. The names of their songs were controversial. Their song lyrics were controversial. And the album covers were controversial. There was no one aspect of this band that wasn't in some way, shape, or form a complete affront to uh, censorship in some way, shape, or form. Um, but this creates an issue, and there's a reason why, I'm, a very specific reason why I'm bringing this up. 
So, uh, you know, the record company decided to sign them, print the album covers, press the CDs. The record companies decided to sell it, to carry it, uh, because there was a demand for it. Fans, there were fans of the band. They wanted to be able to go buy their CD and take it home and whatever. Uh, but it creates a logistical problem. It creates a logistical problem, and I'm going to call it the Grandma Jones condition. Uh, and what the Grandma Jones condition is, is when Grandma Jones takes her seven-year-old granddaughter to the record store to buy whatever the hell, um, Teletubbies sing-along or some, some such. Um, she has as much right to be able to take her granddaughter to the record store and buy, a, you know, some ridiculous kitty CD without being, without having Cannibal Corpse album cover shoved in her face. She has as much right to do that as the fans of Cannibal Corpse have to go to the record store and buy the Cannibal Corpse album without being harassed or harangued about their choice of, of music. So... To get around this problem, because they couldn't just set, you know, these albums out on the shelves without offending potentially other paying customers, other patrons of the store, uh, some stores put, like, little baggies over the disc. Some stores uh, will have them in the back and you have to ask for them. Um, But uh, I know for a while they shipped them with... A type of cellophane. It was just the regular cellophane that CDs are wrapped in, but the front of it was blacked out. Now the CD itself was completely uncensored. Once you bought it, you could take the cellophane off, and the CD was the same. You know, it, all the the gory artwork was there. All the track titles were there. That none of the CD it was completely uncensored. But it allowed doing that allowed other people to shop in the store without having to be offended. And it also allowed people who were fans of the band to still be able to buy the uncensored album. Now, excuse me, the reason why I bring this up is because, um, and I want to use the that particular show. Again, this is not any sort of reaction to the show. It's just a convenient example. But in that show, one of the issues that came up with um, that particular show, it was a show by Spaceman. I forget the title of it, but I should have, I should have really looked that up and had the episode number ready, but I don't. But um, most of you will probably know which one it is. Anyway... But uh, one of the issues was the show title and show notes uh, themselves were not cleaned. And uh, I want to make a point of that because when Ken asks us, and I mean us as in anyone who is contributing a show to HPR, to keep those clean, that does not constitute censorship. Specifically, censorship would have taken place if parts of the episode had been redacted uh if they had been for if they'd been bleeped out or cut up or if the show itself had simply been pulled and not allowed to go out 
None of these things were the case. Uh, obviously, the, sh- the episode was allowed to go out. There was some controversy. And that's okay. Um, that's, that's, that's totally fine. But it creates a situation where when other people are now perusing the back catalog of old episodes of HPR looking for episodes uh, they're going to have the expletive shoved in their face whether they want it or not so what I'm saying is is the episode can be flagged as being you know explicit or vulgar whatever word you want to use uh, potentially offending and people can have warning and decide well I don't want to listen to that and I'm making a point of this because in in the rebuttal episode uh, Spaceman specifically mentioned, uh, you know, if you if you don't like my episode, when you see Spaceman, don't don't listen to it. And I 100% agree with that. Actually, I agreed with a lot of the points he made in his rebuttal. It just it doesn't apply here because with this situation, what you've created is a, a situation where now people who may choose to find that offensive no longer have a choice. It's shoved in their face. In other words. Uh, Grandma Jones is having Cannibal Corpse albums shoved in her face. Or the flip side of that coin, the Cannibal Corpse fans are having, uh, you know, whatever, uh, hymnal CDs shoved in their face. Uh, And either one of those things is right. You've created the Grandma Jones condition, and that is not good. So that does not necessarily constitute censorship. Censorship is a bad thing. Um, I totally agree with that. Um... I I also want to make it clear, I'm not offended. Uh, You know, if I'm... I I actually don't use a podcatcher anymore because I don't have time to listen to podcasts like I used to. But occasionally, when I do find I have a little extra time on my hands, I will peruse the old episodes because I don't get to keep up with them uh, like I used to. And, you know, when I see something like, you know, a a show title with the F-bomb in it, it doesn't bother me. I might even click on it just to see what it's about. Uh, But I also understand that there are going to be other people who do not share that point of view. Uh, We are adults, and we have to be responsible adults and respect that freedom of speech isn't you can't play the freedom of speech card because it's not a card it's more it's a door that swings two ways okay or if you prefer the other metaphor it's a two-way street uh whatever metaphor you like better it's when if i were to create an episode and a bunch of people commented negatively on it i'd be totally okay with that it might bum me out but i'd be okay with it because I have a right to exercise my freedom of speech, and so do they. Um, freedom of speech is a thing that has to be... If we if we are all to agree that it is a, a common human right, then it has to apply to everyone. Uh, if it doesn't apply to everyone, it's no longer a right. It becomes a privilege of an elite few, and that is morally reprehensible. Um... Voltaire wrote, think for yourselves and let others enjoy the privilege to do so. So, the only, I guess, the only thing about that episode in particular 
that I that I took issue with, and I want to make this clear. I I'm not offended. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Um, in many respects, I could almost care less. But in that episode, there's there's one specific thing. Actually, there's kind of two specific things um, that I would take issue with. And the first is HPR is a platform for individuals to exchange knowledge. That's come up a bunch of times, and and people probably talk this one to death in, in chat rooms and whatever. But that didn't really happen here. Um, what we got was essentially uh, sort of an angsty teenage diatribe. It's it, you know HPR is not a platform for us to get up on our soapbox and bitch about things we don't like. Okay, um, because it's one thing to bitch about a problem; it's another to do something about it. And what I mean by that is uh, the effort could have been better spent actually educating people about the difference now the episode it was kind of about the difference between the terms linux and gnu linux and and first of all this is an old argument i don't know why did you know anybody would pull that one out of the attic and dust it off and bring that i mean it's this has been going on nearly 20 years is an old argument, and I think most people have actually just gotten to the point where we don't give a shit anymore. I mean, if you really want to be honest about it, most people don't give a shit anymore. Um, the people who have an issue with it will say GNU Linux. The people who don't care will say Linux. And, you know, that's just sort of the way it's been for a decade, decade and a half, something like that. Um, I mean, really, that, but that aside, that aside, you could have made an episode that delivered at least some information, and that would still be useful. I mean, we have new people come into the world of Linux, or GNU Linux, or whatever the hell you want to call it today, and who don't know. There's a lot of people out there who are completely unaware of the difference between saying Linux and saying GNU Linux. And you could have really used that effort to maybe educate them about the difference. But that didn't happen. And the really the crux of the problem is when you essentially say that if and this is kind of like the uh, TLDR of the situation is when you when you say if you don't agree with my point of view in other words people who say Linux instead of GNU Linux or vice versa when you don't agree with my opinion when you don't see things the way I see then you're a fuckbag I believe is the term that was used um, that is tantamount to bigotry. It It's really no different than denigrating people 
for having a different religious view from yourself, uh, putting people down for having different clothes or different color of skin. It really doesn't have any place in a, in a modern, enlightened society. It's um, It was just sort of a, a bunch of noise. And it didn't have to be that way. And I want to say, I actually like some of Spaceman's other episodes. And I kind of, again, I don't think that was really his intention. I, I really, I, I think it was just a poor choice of words. But just the same, you know, when you are putting content out there for the whole world to hear, you really need to be cognizant of the words that are coming out of your mouth. You can't just blurt out whatever thing comes to mind at that moment. Um because there are people who may take it out of context. There are people who may be offended. And you don't... I don't want to say you don't want to offend people. Sometimes offensive language has been really useful. I, one of my favorite, all-time favorite stand-up comedians is George Carlin. He was used profane language all the time. But he did so in a very intelligent way. Um there was no real point made. There was no knowledge being transferred there, and there could have been. So I think the only real sad part is is that it was sort of a missed opportunity. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not offended. It didn't, like, didn't ruin my day. Uh, the world keeps turning, and before I go... I'm going to leave you with uh, one last quote uh, from Oscar Wilde. I may not agree with you, but I will defend to the death your right to make an ass of yourself. And that is absolutely true. Um, we all we all have a right to our opinion. We all have a right to express that opinion. But if we're responsible enough to to bear the yoke of that responsibility we have to accept that we live in a world full of people who also have that right who may not agree with our views and have a right not to agree with our views and have a right to voice their opinion um and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that um that's just being an adult that's living in the world. That's what it's about. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. And I'll get out of here. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.